0: Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Laundry. All right. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. Today we have the best guests you could possibly ask for Nicholas Chase uh-huh. and Jackson Laundry and garrick
1: low and low. hello hello.
0: geez hello. boys how's it going nick how are you feeling post tulsa man uh sorry to hear about that race i don't know if we really talked about it since but we did put that episode out uh early last week so go take a listen to that but it's been what a week now so nick how Almost. are the old legs holding up oh wait is today sunday well it has been a whole week good call garrick
2: Uh, Well, personally, I can say it's been the slowest recovery from an Ironman I've ever had. Like, I think, man, I remember back in the day, way back when, I did Ironman Austria. It's like my second time doing it. And then the next day, I did a four-hour mountain bike ride with like 3,800 feet of climbing at once up to the top of this peak. Because all I could do was ride a bike. Couldn't walk. Uh, But this (laughs) one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I couldn't. Walk downstairs, upstairs, but riding a bike was it. Um, so anyways, after this one, man, you can you can hear about my day in the previous podcast, Cody and I go in, in depth, but man, I just think I actually caught a cold. I remember being in transition, getting my bike with my nose, just feeling like I even
0: sound congested now, I think, relatively speaking. Yeah, you sounded um, um, very congested and very congested in that podcast.
2: Oh man. And I still like, like I get in the hyperbolic chamber every day and for like three days straight. The pressure when it would hit like that 1.2 ish area of atmosphere, I'd get this like pinprick right above my right eyebrow. And this only happened to me one time when I was flying. And also, side note, I was sitting next to a really cute girl on that flight. We were having a great conversation. This was like, I was like 19. And I started crying in the middle of the conversation because my pressure in the sinuses was just so heavy. I just started bawling talking to this really hot girl. Anyways, that's my last uh, encounter with her. So, yeah, anyways, the recovery was terrible. Um, finally, feeling like I can train again without any intervals or anything. But, yeah, thanks for asking. Um, otherwise, kind of nervous about what's ahead of me. Like, how do I feel right now? I'm just not sure I want to even
0: race when I'm racing.
2: <laughs> Next.
0: Yeah, I feel like at the end of like an early like an early season race block, and especially like you got, you said you felt kind of run down, sometimes I, I feel like that too. And you, you don't go in with like full season fitness, and you're just like so tired, and you're like, how the fuck am I going to do this for the rest of the year? Yeah, especially during the race
2: when like, I think it was like only mile 70, and I was just like in such a hurt locker that I was like, I don't know if I could ever be good at this sport. Ever. <laughs> after he has like two of his best races three been, like 15th place in north america championships yeah. so, you know. i just didn't understand how you could get that low but anyways yeah otherwise all is good thanks for asking jack you just came back from good old
1: quarantine <laughs> yes i am back finally give him the old reboot getting back home Huge energy boost from that, and just getting back in the routine is really good. Um get The second I sign on with Jackson today, he's I he does
2: his mic's on. He doesn't know that I can hear it yet. I just hear him getting a little ripped into by Montana about making messes. And I'm like, good to be back home there, man. just getting yelled at already.
1: Yeah, we'll fuck it up already is more likely, but uh, <laughs> you know. Just Anyways, to- welcome being- the. I was at the the cabin on my own for a while, and I was kind of just leaving your doing dirty much. underwear on the sink. <laughs> <laughs> not in the sink, but anywho, Near being the back's good. And yeah, just hitting the same workout routine as like my weekly schedule has been, and having people around to tr- train with a little bit, it's been pretty good. And I've got a pool exemption here, which is awesome, where they're letting some elite athletes take advantage of the. Of How the did the you get that? Exemption um through like an uh a draft legal athlete here who's who kind of like organized it and they wanted some more pros to help share the cost of it and stuff so how many how many loonies is it costing your uh, toonies uh it's not too bad it's like 15 loonies a swim or so (laughs) (laughs) they only accept loonies They don't accept any other form of payment uh
0: garrick did you buy it Officially buy a house or you moved in or what's happening? What's the update there? Yeah. So we actually, we signed like two weeks ago, whatever the 17th, we closed on the house uh, officially, but we have, so they have 60 days of residency post just because the market was crazy. We had to offer that, but
2: does that mean they're renting it from you?
0: Uh, so basically they cover, it's called Pete pity. They cover like insurance and stuff. It's like not significant cost oh, at all just, you're just like ah oh, you can live in my house for another month yeah it worked out fine because our lease here doesn't expire until basically 60 days after that so oh, i'm not sure i understand oh shut up oh. was
2: it your apple watch
0: yeah oh, us nice. we don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah so we'll be moving in there post williamsburg um what's the date of that June 27th,
2: June 27th. Yes. Oh boy. She's coming up here. So we're all coming together pretty soon for 70.3 Des Moines. <laughs> Heck yeah. Are is all of me? us
1: going to be there? Everyone?
2: You, me, Jackson, and I don't know if Leslie is still, is running well yet. I hope she is.
1: Um. That's it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Just pretty us. solid.
1: So that's, yeah, that's the next thing. We're coming up to some races here. We're all doing Des Moines. Garrick and I are then going to go to Virginia and do Williamsburg. Leslie, I think, is signing up for that as well as a maybe. I hope so. And um, and then we're all going to be going to Ecuador, which is oh, going yeah. to be the real big team race of the year. Um, so who's, who's just still gotta... for that, by the way? I am i will
2: be once we get there i just think logistically getting all of us there is going to be a bit of a nightmare especially since we've got a team call coming up where we're going to have to try to organize it and i'm not going to be the one kind of in charge of everything i'm a little nervous
1: yeah the There's team calls going to be asking questions that need that can be googled so <laughs> the,
0: the, the team calls always go uh you know nick always has to try to get those organized well the and everyone's always getting drunk on it like i i see
2: <laughs> One's video and I'm like, oh, she's got wine, he's got a beer. Like I was like, this is a fucking professional organization (laughs) with the team we're running. (laughs) Can't just be sided on shirtless with a beer, shotgun in it. Eric, (laughs) hey, I am very rarely shirtless. Yeah, Uh, only on Instagram. True, true, true.
1: (laughs) So, so that'll be awesome. Which I'm also gonna be probably going down Ecuador a little early and training there. So,
2: tell us. This is news to me. I want to hear some details. Do you guys want to come? <laughs>
1: nope, absolutely not. I've Definitely South not. South
2: America. We many times
1: the and... local like team there. The owner of it, his name is Pablo. I've got to still meet with him to set it up. And, you know, make it official. But he really wants to have me stay and have a home stay. And they're going to send a car to pick me up at the airport and make sure I have a car with me on my rides and stuff. Is it motor. in
2: month manta or
1: where is it going to be it's going to be in quito oh say so you're going to be second through a straw at altitude. oh jeez. yeah it's a really high altitude so i also that's going to be tough i'm probably just going to be training like not a lot of hard intervals and whatnot so that'll be
0: are you going to be higher than where i am at park city
1: it's 2850 meters
0: so All right. let yes. me google absolutely 3000 meters oh my god yeah
1: <laughs> it's, it's going to be gonna be tough.
0: A- Okay, so this nine thousand three
2: hundred and fifty feet—that's what—that's what we're at at uh, Beaver, man, or at Eagle yeah. Point. And yeah, you so weren't going to come up there, you butthole. You were like, oh, I don't want to be up that high. And then I'm um, now you're going, oh, you bastard! Because well, now
1: I've done 6,000 feet, six thousand oh, feet, sixty-two hundred feet. Yeah, nine. Oh man, um, you, <laughs> for how strike, long?
2: Strike two. I uh, was there for? like
1: ten days before the race or something.
0: What are you going to get for ten days? there you're not gonna be able to train you're just gonna get a headache no
1: you guys you'll see
0: no no, look
2: i i do the same thing though like i go up to be or to eagle point at 9.3 to ten thousand, usually for seven to 14 days and i come back down yeah you get a massive boost like i think it's good it just depends on like how much you rest like i i can't do anything else but
1: recover up there after i've trained like i'm just I'm couch bound. I'm so ruined. So, yeah,
2: it's that's the crazy. only hard
1: part. When I was at Castle Rock, and that's only 6,200, that's the same thing. Like, I needed way more naps and like way more chill. But during the workouts, I felt fine. But yeah, in between, you're like, oh my God, like, I just need more recovery. And you need way more hydration, way more like electrolytes. And I found I was hungrier too. I ate a little bit more.
2: Oh, you um, burn like over 30% more calories when you're
1: training. Yeah. So it's tough. But, You just have to accommodate it first few days. You can't do anything really hard. And then when you're doing intervals after that, you have to just obviously do less, less power, less speed on the runs. But when you're training for a half, like it wouldn't be that hard to do short efforts at a little bit above half pace, even at that altitude. And then you're getting a great benefit and you don't need to hit the high end so much.
2: Yeah. You don't need to do anything sustained. Like, cause even when I was doing like, so years ago, when I lived at seed level, I had an altitude uh, chamber. And then I also had a mask that I would wear during sessions and I would have a pulse oximeter on at the same time. So during my intervals, when I would simulate 9,000 feet, which is like 2,100 meters, my oxygen sat would drop to like, I don't know, like 78% during some of the really hard intervals. And that's where you get the most benefit in training. Even if you just pump it up to near death, heart explosion levels for about 30 seconds and you can watch the saturation go up and down during your intervals. And that's like, that's what you're trying to do. So I think it'll yeah. be a good, good test environment. And if it goes to shit, I'm going to fucking win that race. And so you're not.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The advice just needs to be, oh yeah, you just, you, you double your volume of training. And that's how you get through it. <laughs> not. Garrick's going to win it because he's
0: going to be at sea level the whole time. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm gonna do? I'm gonna stay here at sea level. I'm gonna get COVID. My oxy my oxygen sats gonna drop, and I'm gonna be ready to rip. That's rude. You got your vaccine, bud. You're gonna be your fine. vaccine. Yeah. Oh, he's got
2: Johnson. Jackson got Johnson Johnson. so he's he's trying hard, but <laughs> that's like that's like, like the store brand effective. version of the shot. He <laughs> like,
0: like you know. went to you went to the family dollar version. <laughs> Jack went to the Dollar General and was like, Can I, do you guys got shots here? Like It's it's back next to the high C, the <laughs> leader of
2: it. <laughs> we only, we yeah. only sell leaders of high C
1: and Twinkies for food. Okay, so we should probably get on track here. So anyways, that's what we're doing for races. Ecuador, July 11th, that's going to be a uh, big team one as well. And Uh, the Collins cup coming up. We've got PTO points to go after and the game has really changed with PTO points this year and how they're just qualifying your best two results for the Collins cup. Things are just going all over the place because as soon as you get one good result in there, that just skyrockets your ranking and we're seeing that. So Nick has seen, uh, we've all seen the points go crazy since Tulsa. Um, There was another Ironman today. It'll be interesting to see how that goes, but we're all going after those, those one good result races to get up there in the ranking. And right now, Leslie and I are both in the top eight for our nations, I believe. Um, so we're going for that.
2: And none of it makes sense. Logically. Like that's the frustrating part is like, I get in theory, cause we've had the PTO on now about three times talking about this stuff. And I'm still, it's like, you know, that movie tenant, like I've watched tenant probably five times now. It's for that movie where there's like going forward in time, and then there's a machine that they sent back from the future that'll take you backward in time, and then everything's going forward, but you're going backwards. Like, I can't even. Points right now. Because when I saw Joe Skipper go from like, I don't know, 30, whatever, six area, or maybe 40th, all the way to fourth place off of one race. And then I see other guys like Daniel, who have won more races I think and recently and done better at other races like it he didn't really get that far up so I just don't understand the correlation as much now I'm not saying the system is totally wacko but when I have really smart age group athletes who are you know good with numbers and they're like how does this happen I'm like I don't know there's like a some proprietary blend of numbers that are put together and a shaker and there's a, a tumbler and couple balls fall out with a letter it's like the lottery that's how i think it is
1: let's <laughs> called anyway i think
2: <laughs> maybe but yeah you're seeing a lot jack can you explain any
1: any of it well, Eric, anybody so i i looked a lot into the ranking system the qualification system when i had that good result from st george because i thought is this something i can realistically go for how it works right now at the rankings is they're only counting either your best two results from this year or your best one result from this year and the average of your three best results from 2019 and 2020. And so that average of the best three could potentially count as one race or just your two best from this year. So Do what's happening enough? is people are when it's only two results. So what happened with Joe Skipper is he had like one pretty good result and he had one really bad result that was just happened to be his second best. So when he replaced it with a good result at Tulsa, he replaced like a 60 something point race with like a 90 something point race. So well, yeah, no, no he
2: won, he wanted some really good races, you know, 2019 and et cetera. Like, I, and then he did that 12 hour ride. I mean, he's
1: doing incredible stuff, not discounting his. So that awesome, was his, that was his one good result was the 2019, 2020 average but this year he hadn't had a good one yet. So okay. he only had that really low point one, probably from uh Haines city where he probably only got like 50 points or something. So then he replaces that with a 90 point race and he goes up by a ton instead of Daniel, who already had two pretty good ones. And yeah. he then only replaces like an 80 point with a 95 point or something. And it's not as big of a jump. So it does technically make sense, but it's just so chaotic right now because it's only counting two. So, it's just so important to get that one big result in that one big day. Um, And and more races are firing uh, off right now. Yeah. And races are going off full Ironmans tend to give on average more points. And like on the men's side, we saw a ton of points given away and the women's towards the front, but you got to have that good time. That's good. uh, That goes along with what Thorsen rads kind of system says is a good time. So it's just hard to follow and understand. And that's you can't predict anything is the problem. Yeah. That's the hard thing. So now, you know, that's why age groupers are like, what the hell is going on? Because like, it's so, and everyone because it's so hard to follow. And I think that's not a good thing because people need to be able to follow, you know, who's qualifying, how are they qualifying? And it can't take a ton of work for them to figure it out. Cause it's supposed to be entertaining, not work. Yeah.
2: Well, so. it's like an in- Indy car racing or formula one. Like, you know, how many
1: are up for grab
2: and, P5 or P6 like you just know and you know if you don't get that you're not getting ranked up. So it's not as cut and dry because there are a lot of variables within our sport that are weird but it's like I'm thinking of it like this too. Like you remember in school when they grade on a curve and there'd always be those couple smart kids who'd really fuck up that curve for everyone else and be like <laughs> that's what Langa Patrick Lange and Danielle Reef did at Tulsa. They just went so much faster than second and third place. All the points going down to fifth and sixth were just like, not what we kind of expected them to be because while they did finish, you know, top five or whatever, and we would expect to see high nineties or even hundreds for those positions because it is such a championship race. it was not the case. So I think it was a bit of a shock for me seeing the allocated points, but I do understand it's because it's based on, you know, the predicted time, that someone may have theoretically gone back that at that day you know yeah so that's why it's confusing to me sometimes or if maybe if you finish sixth place in your female or something like that and you're like only oh, got 85 points for that shit
1: yeah well we've seen it many times and it's just hopefully it all works out where everyone races enough that like each person happens to have a race that gives good points and they have their opportunity and yeah you just um, land where you do and it, it'll come out in the wash eh? yeah hopefully geez okay. so
0: so i'm just looking this up now uh 10th place got 82 points and at iron man tulsa in the men's race that's crazy yeah i think that's that's probably pretty okay But that's like a lot, isn't it? In the women's, there's only fifth place. I got eighty-two. I'm still trying to get my bearings with the whole point system because, like, I'm just looking at like so latest results here, and it just seems like all over the place. Um, like yeah, Patrick Lenga, yeah, Patrick Lenga, like one hundred and nine for the win in that race, and then you look at like challenge Cancun, and it's like ninety-one points, or challenge Riccone or whatever it's called. What's it called, I Nick? Really I would try, but I, I have to see yeah. the actual spelling. So yeah, challenge rigatoni. It was like 80. <laughs> the winner only got eighty-seven points. Like that was
1: basically what tenth place got. Ironman Tulsa. Okay, Ironman seventy-point-three. Uh, Haines City. The winner got it, it was I don't even know if it was eighty.
2: It was Bart or no? He got Bart or no? Got
1: right around eighty for winning that. Jeez beating Matt Hansen, like, yeah. yeah, no, that's what I mean. It's, it's tough and th- that happens and um, everyone's just going to need to hope that it kind of is still fair. And like, yeah, it's still kind of even up at the top. You think you people who are there are kind of who deserve it, but who knows? I mean, it's tough. And especially on the team, your Euro- team, Europe, are up like, that's just so tough to qualify that.
0: Oh man. Uh, so it's hard though for fans of the sport so every time i think of triathlon and i think of stuff like this like so you have a lot of people that get into the sport and they're thinking okay yeah that's cool there's some pro racing like let's see what's happening but how do you explain this to a new person watching this be like this is how we score this you know and this is how you follow it it's so complicated yeah. We
2: we assign hypothetical numbers to a race before it happens based on what we think might happen on that certain day given these circumstances. And then if however the fast that person right Yeah, and if the conditions go that way, then we give the winner some points based off that, and then everyone else is based off the time after that. That's it. Yeah. Which is weird.
1: But anyway, yeah, you're right. And it needs to be simple and based on position because anyone's like oh that guy got pit, so he got this much that's simple like
2: anyways I, I know we've i know even before we got on this show we didn't want to rip on the points a lot because we for one you know we don't want to bite the hand that feeds us but pto's doing the best they can they've got a system that is they believe in so all we can do now is try to do what we're doing and make some sense of it and uh i'm just
0: gonna call it the lottery until then yeah just race as hard as you can until you cross the finish line. Yeah, and I mean, see what happens. That's that's the, that's a good point. You know,
2: none of us should really let it dictate what we do on the course or how we select races necessarily, because we should still show up to the races that are going to challenge us and our best strengths the best way we can. Like, let's say if you're just getting into the sport, you're not going to show up to North American Championships and be like, "I'm going to get me some points." Like, you're just not. So it just kind of helps us pick races a little bit differently too. So anyways, what else, uh, what else going outside, outside of the PTO
0: awesomeness? Yeah. So have you guys been following the Olympics uh, qualifications at all with all the world championship races? Nah, I got some...
1: great fine. And I've been, I know what's going on with the Canadian qualifications. And I know that there's some, questions about Team Britain because I believe they already have Johnny Brownley qualified. And then and after that it's a bit of a toss-up.
0: Yeah, so so the men, so I know Nick hasn't been watching this. We're talking before the show. He um like Jack said he spends yeah he spends $16 on a loaf of bread but won't pay twelve dollars for subscription. (laughs) No give me your login info for the races and I'll watch it. (laughs) 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 It's like Netflix. Honestly, I'll probably do that. Um, but yeah, so the right now, the British men, this is the biggest controversy going on in uh, world triathlon. I hate saying that because the world of triathlon is, is all triathlon. And but anyway, it's
2: so, WTS. Yeah,
0: formerly known as ITU uh, in the world of world triathlon. The Brits, two men qualified. So for, they have two slots qualified. Johnny has already secured his spot. And right now it's a battle between the young buck, Alice, um, Mr. Yee, Alex Yi, Ye, and the two-time defending gold medal champion, Alistair Brownlee. They're trying to get that third spot. They're trying to get their guy. They're trying to get Tom Bishop up uh, into that third spot. At the last race, um, I'm going to butcher the name again. So we're just going to call it, uh, Aztec World uh, World Cup race. What? <laughs> I can't remember what's called. Um, but there was a race in Italy. Uh, it was a World Cup, and ju- Alistair went there and just uh domesticed Tom Bishop to get him as far up the race as possible. But he ended up crashing on the last lap of the bike, which kind of sucked. Oh, bummer. Yeah, so that they could get those that third spot, and that not Tom Bishop would go, but it would be Alistair and Yee would get a slot. But let's talk about this, guys. If you had to choose between Alistair Brownlee and Alex Yi, who would you pick? Alex Yee. Why?
2: I just i am not an Alistair Brownlee fan. (laughs) I don't know. Give me some more to go off of. I've never heard of Alex Yee before. So, like, obviously, (laughs) Alexander Brownlee is – or Alistair Brownlee is like incredibly awesome, fastest guy ever. Like huge amount of respect, just not like the
0: personality that I want to support. So Alex Yee is—he uh, broke Mo Farah's Great Britain 5K junior record or youth record on the track. So he's a really good runner. He's really young though. Like yeah, I would like pick 20, 22. I Twenty-two. He's just. Yeah, he's, like, 21 or something.
1: Well, you can count on Alistair no matter what. Like, he's a veteran of Olympics. Alistair Brownlee, 100% chance of being at the front of the race for at least, like, 95% of it, and he might even win. Uh, Alex D, maybe he runs his way into it, but, like, he could easily just not even be in the lead pack, right? Um, Well, how's his swim? It's not quite there. So, at
0: Yokohama, he got into kind of like a chase pack that made that bridge its way up into the lead pack and he ended up fourth on the run uh and that was an olympic distance but for me i just don't see ye at the olympics every year the same guys push the swim they're not going to close that gap on the bike because the guys know like do you think those guys are going to want mario mola back in the race you think johnny brownlee's gonna want mario mola you think Vincent Louis is going to want Mario Mola back in that or, or um, Schumann? Like, they're going to be ripping the bike. Yeah. I think Alex is never going to be in striking distance. And then he yeah. showed that even when he is in striking distance, just the bike took too much out of him. He couldn't even run for the win. You know what I mean? Where Yeah, performance-wise, you go alley for sure. And, like, how do you justify not taking the two-time gold medal defending champ?
2: Yeah, That's kind of a slap in the face, I guess. That's probably the controversy. Like, are you kidding me? It's a shoe in, he's
0: you know, double gold medalist here. Why wouldn't you take him? And then, I guess, another controversy too is like with regards to the relay, would they take Alexi e specifically for the relay? Uh, and over John, over Alistair, I would say definitely not because Alistair's a significantly stronger cyclist and you always lean towards the stronger cyclist in the relay. yeah but yeah. there just seems to be a lot of controversy and I just don't understand like why would you it's one thing to be like we talked Jack and I talked about this on the last podcast with Canada and their whole uh, selection with the, the team which we, we should talk about we got some things wrong about that but with the selection to so the mixed relay team for the qualification race, and uh, I just, you know, when the time is now, you got to go with it. It's what you did can't you get always wrong? Go through development. Uh, so we said that Triathlon Canada selected that team, but what happened was because the World Cup race was a selection race for the Olympics for Team Canada, the top guys pulled out of the mixed relay. Oh, which where, I don't understand. Yeah, where TriCan should have been like. No, this is no either no longer a selection race or, no, we own you. You have to do this race.
1: Well, and their best like, don't they want to go for the mixed relay too?
0: I know, but uh-huh. the thing is, like, they want to be on that team first off. You know, like yeah. they want to be on the team before. But I feel like the team's basically selected. Yeah, T- Tyler Mistlechuk's already selected. But yeah. anyways, that's a side note. Um, so- but I was hoping we'd have more debate. Between Alex e and uh, Johnny Brownlee here.
1: Well, I think, uh, I think I needed to do some more research, but I, whatever I want you want to take Alistair Brownlee because then he'll be less likely to go and race all the things and <laughs> <to> beat me. <laughs> yeah. Poor fella just well, keeps getting cancer
0: injuries. Here, how about let's debate. I think he's a great guy. Uh, so that's why I want him to go.
2: <laughs> oh, do you?
0: <ya>? Well, <laughs> I. Saw what he did to Jan Ferdino, on camera, and I think his character's mean. Yeah, what did you think of that? I I thought he was very delirious. I don't know if that bump was on purpose at Kona 2019. All I know is one time I saw Jan
2: Ferdino walk away from him saying, fuck that guy. (laughs) That was was really funny. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, come on. Jan doesn't like, if you don't like Jan, like, you don't like, I don't know, you don't like Christmas. I don't know.
1: You don't like triathlon.
2: Yeah. You know, why? Well, I was like, why are boobs good? How's, how's positive track on a Plymouth work? It, it just does. <laughs> that was from uh, Joe Dirt.
1: So, I don't know what you're saying at this point. However, um, there was some other stuff we need to touch on, which is that we are announcing the winner of the Speed Hound Recovery System tomorrow. If you're listening to this, when the episode drops on the same day, you're, in luck because you have one more chance to enter tonight, Monday, May 31st, to enter the contest which will be announced tomorrow. Today's the 30th. But it's the 31st when they're going to listen to it. Yeah, so if you guys are listening to
0: this at like 9pm on Monday, go become a patron. We're going to draw it on the 1st.
1: Yep. Because that's are gonna like if you are that committed that you're listening on the night that it drops, then you should be a patron and you should win. Yeah, that's
2: luck. Um something else I was going to mention uh, I can't remember what I was going to say cuz you, you oh, and I was going to say those Speedhound recovery boots, guess who had them in Tulsa? Me, guess who was staying with me in Tulsa? Cody. Guess who loved them? Cody. He was like, "These are awesome." I was like, "You going to get out of those boots now, Cody, so I can use them?" After about 3 hours. <laughs>
0: That was yeah, like, good. in Texas. We we were just constantly rotating through
1: them, like we were always in them. It seemed like yeah. mine just arrived about oh, a week ago and I put them on right away. They're freaking awesome. They're easy. Oh,
2: reminds me, you're on tap for bringing yours to Des
0: Moines.
1: Me, I have to travel for like a freaking ah! two months. Yeah,
0: yeah, Jack, you're bring gonna... them because then you can bring them to Virginia. Yeah, right. I mean, you're gonna
2: need them the whole time. Oh fuck! Yeah, you can have two personal bags on an aircraft. You can have your backpack and a and a handheld, and
0: you can wear them on the aircraft. Yeah, you can. Ba- <laughs> what? <I
1: don't> <laughs> I so. want... You can like, put the, you the hips on. on the seat, like, you could put the hand. hips
2: on. The hips would work. I love those hips even more than the legs.
1: Yeah, the hip, the hip. Yeah. Um, that
0: reminds okay, so- me. Actually, first. Another thing about those boots. We went to Imagine Cinemas the other day to the movie theaters. They have these seats that like fully recry- recline with like your legs pop up. They have like a foot rest. And I, I looked at Morgan and I was like, I should have brought the boots. <laughs> I just need
2: a 12-volt socket. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> awesome.
2: Okay. That was that was a good one, Garrick. I agree. Um, so what's going on with the real tri-squad? I don't know. Let's see. Uh we've got we haven't talked about it a lot, but I think next time we're going to try to bring on some of the other uh, uh, female characters that we have on the team, since they're,
1: you know, they exist now. We don't get, characters we don't... are real life; they're not like playing a character. They're oh yeah, the people. people. Excuse my. Well, my, Kelsey
0: uh, might be playing character. Kelsey <laughs> has a
2: few Dory characters she plays um, <laughs> when she forgets everything, uh, but she's getting better, sort of. So what we're going to do is we're probably going to have like a South American Ecuadorian type episode where we maybe talk with the uh, 70.3 Ecuador race director with Flaca in Spanish. And uh, I'm going to hire a translator for that episode so I can, you know, participate because they speak so fast. Like if they slowed it down to like kindergarten level, I think I could participate into that. Or if they just made it basic, like, like if they just were like, let's just say, Why race Ecuador? Like that's like, if they said that probably I could,
1: here's what's going to happen. There's (laughs) going to be a chunk at the start. That's like, this is in Spanish. They talk about the race. She talks about the race director talks about it and how they're excited that we're coming maybe, or maybe that they think we suck or whatever they want to say. And then after they have that interview, we're going to have Flaca just give us a little rundown of what happened so that the English speaking only listeners can have a little bit of a something and whoever's the best at speaking Spanish out of the pros on the team, whether it be Nick or Kelsey or Leslie, because I know it's not me or Garrick, they have to be and they have to like answer one question from the race director. So they might want to have to practice ahead of time.
2: as yeah, to too much pressure. I think Leslie's going to do it because I, <laughs> I heard Leslie, <laughs> Leslie riffing a little bit when she was here staying at my house. She was like, good. Yeah, I, and I, when, good. And when I say good, she was like, probably could only survive to go to the bathroom order food maybe
1: say she lost her luggage or something like that like that's how good her spanish is like and mine well, is like it. she'll give her she'll practice and answer for a question she's gonna nail it and hopefully you know that'll be great but if anyone out there is spanish speaking this episode is gonna be for you and a bunch of Flaca's fans and followers are gonna really love to hear about it from the race director and probably we'll hopefully have Flaca talk a little bit about what it's like to be on the team and tell them that we're kind of okay and stuff.
2: Jack, I'm going to have to quickly remind you to stop
1: touching your freaking microphone. Every time you mess with it, it's like this is what it sounds like. You hear that? That's what it's doing. Is that what I'm really? That doesn't even sound yeah. that bad and your fingernails are on it. I'm pretty sure it's not that bad.
2: It's like you're playing a, like you know those dudes who are in the subway and they're playing a drum on top of a turned over bucket. That's what it sounds like.
1: Those guys are unreal. That's Yeah, they're sweet.
2: great. So, anyways, another thing with the team We're going to be releasing soon our own coffee from Stoked Roasters. They've given us our own coffee line. I've seen the the bags that we're going to be offering, and they're pretty cool. We're going to have two options. Option one,
1: it's called the Heartstopper. Jackson, why is it called the (laughs) Heartstopper? Well, I can't really drink coffee much these days because... I do have a heart arrhythmia, which is a lot more likely to happen if I have caffeine. So can't really drink it. So I'm not really going to, I'm going to taste it. I mean, I'm going to But you love uh, it. You love
2: coffee. But I love (laughs)
1: coffee. So that's the problem. So I'm always in search of that really delicious decaf. Or sometimes I just have to have that espresso or just regular roast because I just need to enjoy life sometimes. But (laughs) not on those hard training days when it's likely to set my heart off. So that's why it's called jackson's hard stopper
2: i remember the day after any race we do you're like oh i'm having a coffee today (laughs) just because you don't have to train or anything and then the second one is going to be and this is this is my fault um it's called pinchy pinchy road but it's supposed to be called pinchy roast so (laughs) 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 but it's still it's it still makes sense i guess you know that we ride our bikes on the road Uh, but anyways, Pinchy is Flacca's dog and he's this, he's kind of a celebrity in his own right. He's always wearing costumes and spouting off and he's bitch slapping people left and right. He's got a personality. We love that little dog. So we made a special roast for him. Uh, Pinchy road for, I'll have to figure out why (laughs) we're going to call it road. Anyways, two coffees, stoked roasters. And honestly, like, I don't know, I've been using stoked beans for probably the last two years and, uh, Anyone who comes over
1: to my house has it and they're like they love it. So it's I really good. It's, it's really It's awesome. so good. And Nick's remember we mentioned how he buys sixteen dollar loaves of bread. That's like what he's like with coffee. He's like, if this isn't good, just don't even just get it out of my house. Like yeah, I it's
2: want dirt. Sleep. Well, anytime I see a
0: Keurig, I just you know, I kind of have a seizure.
1: <laughs> Keurig,
0: dirty, it's mud water. Yeah. Well, and now we can say, Nick, why don't you go fuck coffee? What <laughs> I never heard that before. No. What does that mean? Why don't you go for coffee? It's like That's a Boston mean.
1: accent saying go for coffee. But it's coffee.
0: Like, but it sounds like fuck off. Yeah, I know. I know that part, Garrick. But the, <laughs> yeah. con- the See the reason is- the reason that it's funny is because <laughs> it sounds like a swear word, but it's really just coffee. Yeah, it's like those Thai food places that
2: are P H U C K. Noodle, or something like <laughs> folk noodle.
1: Yeah. All right. Oh, well, I think we've I think done I... a whole lot of talking about nothing here. Is there anything else that we were supposed to talk about? I'm looking at uh, we have game. a team
2: store. If you need to buy, if you want to look like us on race day, we have a team store. It's on our it's each one of our bios and Instagram. Um, Garrick's modeling the
1: clothing uh, in a scandalous manner. If you want to go check out the website. We've got Zoka gear. We've got Speedhound recovery boots. we got Magic Five. We've got Blue 70. We've got Rolf, Rolf Waves, Prima. Rolf Prima. Um,
2: uh, this, I don't think I'm pretty. No, I, I think am. we got that hair product you use, Try Hard. Nope, we don't have Try Hard. Nope, nope. We got. Quindale, uh, you gotta
1: buy that off the Try Hard website. No. We got we, Soul Glow.
2: Gotta let you soul glow.
1: We're about to have. Or how are people gonna be able to buy the coffee, by the way? Um so yeah the coffee's
2: going to be on the team store and I think stoked might put it on their exclusive you know uh, whatever single origin roast thing well, it's but it'll you know, for team sure store.
1: coffee's on the team we,
2: store Well yeah you can buy current stoked coffee on the team store but we're going to have our special one it has we haven't even like had the bags completely done yet so those are getting made now Beauty Yeah and... man this team
1: this team's pretty fun honestly it's pretty sick we got a lot of stuff I mean and a lot of the stuff's not like nothing's above price of what you pay anywhere else. Like it's all legit. Zoka, like you get tri suits for two hundred bucks or less. Like the stuff's good deals. Two two twenty yeah, two for a sleeved tri suit, and this is like Zoka stuff that we've been using for years. It's legit. Yeah, we still race, it, and it's great.
0: You say it's two hundred twenty bucks for a tri suit. People are going to be rushing to the team store.
1: It's two twenty
0: two, and if you that right now. Listen
2: here, ladies and gentlemen, if you act now, I've got a deal that's going to even bust your face right open. Just come on up. You got two for one, two for one. And I would Jack's going to throw it a back
0: massage next time. He's easy to a race. And that's only 222 easy payments of $1. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think we've, uh, we've
2: derailed. So let's go ahead and end this episode next time. We're going to have, uh, a guest of some sort, which we have not chosen yet, but it's going to be real good. And, uh, it might be
0: the Ecuadorian one, might not. Possibly, yeah. We are working on another independent race director who I've been talking to. Whoa, yeah. So I was talking to uh,
2: I was talking to a guy also. Uh, his name rhymes with uh, Schmo Mara. Huh?
1: Anything? Mo Farah. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I don't know. There's no way you're getting Mo Farah. (laughs) There's no way. Hey,
0: I said it rhymes with Shmera. (laughs) Who Who's Mo Farah? Is he a triathlete? I don't know. Uh, There's another guy named
1: Jan Frodono. I think Jan. I'm working on him. But, no, we actually do have to try to get Ben Canute on. We had a request for that, and he has been killing it and has is like the only dude who races all kinds of different shit. So I'm going to try to get him on. However, I'm not promising anything because I pretty much never talked to him. So gonna well, be tough.
2: I'm going to one up yeah. you and say, I've got his cell phone number. I'm going to text him. I'm going to DM him. I'm going to Snapchat him. I'm going to TikTok him and we're, we're going to get him on the show. <laughs> but, but, but I can promise you that we will have Daniel Beckard on. He has been wanting to come on, especially since we snack talk him a little bit on one of the episodes. He was like, we did a ride after he listened to the episode and he was like, you know, Nick, next time you talk about me on the show, maybe you can talk to me first. And I was like, Oh crap, Daniel, I'm sorry. (laughs) We'll get you on set the record straight. Well, Daniel, thanks for listening. Yeah,
0: he did. He listened to his, I didn't think that was possible. I get a lot of pros that reach out and was like, yo, just listen to the episode. That was pretty cool. Thanks for doing this. Um, Like, Oh, cool. Jackson, you know, Noah, Noah B. from our Zwift team, he said
2: that he listened to you with Alex um, Coates and was, like, just jaw-dropping knowledge. He loved it. Oh, good. He Sweet. said you also were not terrible solo,
1: so good job. <laughs> no, he said you were awesome. He, he really gave you a lot of credit. Sweet. But, yes, we've officially derailed. We're going to get a bunch of those people on. It's going to be awesome.
0: Yeah. Look, we're not going to make big bigger promises, though, but we'll get people on. We're getting
2: yeah. Ben Canood on for sure. For sure. I'm gonna ask him what hair products he's been using because his <laughs> hair's <laughs> been
1: okay. That's enough. We gotta sign off. Something about Garrick do it. Garrick do it.
0: All right, boys. Until next time. Peace. Peace out. Out. out.
1: through the sky in my parachute dancing on the couch like i'm tommy Cruise on a one-man mission trying to see it through